And we are back with another Morning Roast edition of the Black and No Cream podcast, where every Wednesday morning we deep dive into creative topics with the goal of giving you a daily dose of motivation and inspiration. I'm your host, Ben Haggerty, a.k.a. Ben Real vs. World. My co-host, Dave Malave, is back in Texas visiting his family, so I'm doing this one solo dolo. Today, we have an exciting topic. Um, it's called successfully leveraging your first client meeting. Getting someone to meet with you for the first time is challenging enough I know that's difficult to do, but once that happens, once you book that coffee date, what do you do? How do you uh, conduct yourself during that meeting? Today, I'm going to be sharing a lot of my experiences and how I generally conduct myself during uh, these client meetings. What do I do? How do I leave a great first impression? What's some great ways to close the deal and negotiate your rate at the end? What can you do that's going to impact them so much so that they will book you? Uh, we cover all that. Today's a great, great day, and uh, I'm happy that uh, I miss Dave, guys. I'm not even going to lie to you. I just really miss Dave, and it's hard to do these episodes solo because me and Dave have good banter back and forth, and that's that's the fucking bottom line, all right? <laughs> uh, but first, before we get in the episode... I want to remind you that the Commercial Cut Challenge submission deadline is coming up July 12th at 6 p.m. Pacific Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Time. If you have not signed up, you can still do it at bwnc.com slash contest. Good luck. We are excited to see what you guys create for this one. And I, I just want to give a huge shout out to Epidemic Sound for partnering with Black No Cream and putting this contest together for the community. I personally have been using Epidemic's commercial plan for the past two years, and the experience has been awesome. I've used it on all my jobs with clients like EA Sports or Dwayne Johnson, Swisher Suites, and, and so many more. I can't even list them all. And I can honestly say that it's the illest asset that creators can have in their toolbox. Their platform has over 32,000 professionally produced tracks, 64,000 sound effects, and you can download the split stems of the track, which is the dopest part in my opinion. And if you don't know what a stem is, it's literally every individual track from the song. So if you wanted a guitar and a drum, you could have that. Or if you don't want any guitar and you want just drums, you can have that. Like the options are endless. Searching for the perfect track is really easy as well. They have such an awesome filter system where you can search between all their genres, their moods, the tempo, the BPM, and, and, and much more. There's still so much that we haven't even covered, like private and commercial licensing, third-party and sub-licensing rights, and more, but we'll cover all of that in the future podcast episodes. So if you're a freelancer, I highly suggest you try Epidemic out. And they're giving a special offer to the Black Window Cream community. Use the code BWNC at checkout to get a 30-day free trial and a 50% off the first month. The link to this deal is in the description of this podcast episode so make sure to check that out today and without further ado i bring to you the second most epic podcast intro ever created right motherfucking now welcome to the morning roast the place where you will get the most info from a deep dive into the topics that really need life with your host ben and dave coming to cup of dough and take some fucking notes you bitch yo i want to thank everyone that's been texting us lately on the black one no cream number i know we gave that out a couple weeks ago we've been talking to hundreds of different creatives I, I literally can text you directly and chat and hear what you guys are working on and you guys have been able to talk to me and i, I think it's the coolest thing ever to be able to have this text ability to text the community especially the people who really love this podcast and for us to be able to send out the weekly motivation and the inspiration um we've really put a lot of thought into how we share that 
with everyone on text. And so it's just been cool to connect with everybody and and, I, and also to hear suggestions from y'all on what you would like to hear for podcast episodes, which brings me to today's episode. That came from the text. Uh, I want to shout out Terrence E. Terrence texted me the other day and he said, I would like to run through a first client meeting at a coffee shop. What are the do's and don'ts? How do you handle the negotiation? How to close the deal? Get future meetings, etc." Uh, this is a solid question, and um, I thought it sounded kind of fun to talk about, so I figured we'd rip one on the podcast today. But thank you for sending the text, bro. For real, I appreciate it. Um, and I think it's cool to think to talk about meetings, man, because meetings uh, can make or break you getting a deal. It can build longevity in your career. It can establish uh, really important relationships. And so there's a lot of value in understanding how to crush it at a meeting, right? And we interviewed... Ashley Osborne, um, maybe like four weeks ago, she was on the podcast. And one of the most important things that she said in the interview was don't look at meeting people like seeing dollar signs. Uh, that, that really stuck out to me because obviously if a business meeting goes well, uh, and a collaboration can come from it, there will most likely potentially be a paycheck on the way in the near future. Uh, but there is something about establishing a relationship in these meetings and really trying to open up and, and not look at it as just an opportunity for you to make money, um, but to build pr- proper friendships. Because the last thing you want to do is be doing jobs for people that you hate. <laughs> That's it. So if you can go into these meetings with the expectation of, I'm going to go in and hopefully build a new friend. For some reason, this meeting is happening. So they must admire you in some way or were recommended to you in some way to do something for them. Um, but also you may look up to their business and they may have a lot to teach you. And, and that's what's the beauty of friendships. It's like establishing a great connection with these people and being able to grow together as a creative and, um, and learn from these people through their, their travels that they've done in their time and, and take that and put it into yours. But you also give back to them. That's anyway, I know that that's kind of off topic, but to, to really look at it as uh, dollar signs is I think the wrong way to approach it. When I've, when I've taken my meetings, um, and I've taken a ton of meetings in my day, you know, still do them right now. Probably got two on the books virtually with COVID fucking shit up. But typically we go to coffee shops. You know what I mean? We go grab some coffee. Um, and there's so many ways. There's like an art to taking meetings. There's like understanding the way to navigate a meeting and and make sure that you're impressionable at a meeting and making sure that you're coming in prepared for the meeting and understanding who they are. There's so many things that come with it. Um, and I think the first and, and foremost, like definitely he asked what were some do's and don'ts. The do for sure is to try to like offer to pay for their coffee. You know what I mean? So start off with like, can I get you coffee? Or maybe you know what they like or whatever, but start off by just trying to have a casual conversation. Anytime I've ever gone into a meeting, I'm, I'm catching up with that person first, even if they work for a massive company or maybe they own their own company. Like they also are people. They do things on the weekends like we do. They have interests and hobbies. And so connecting to those heartstrings and being able to, to find a way to relate is so key in, deve- in developing like a real relationship, authentic relationship. So right away, I always try to do that. When I sit down with someone, I'm catching up with them. Yo, how have you been? Like, what's what's new with you? Like, especially in, in this case, let's say it's the first time ever meeting with this person. Um, I don't know how the meeting came to be in this imaginary scenario, but let's just say someone recommended you. Cool. You've been recommended. 
you've done the work, you've put, put that out there, or they've seen your work uh, for someone else, they like it, so now they're asking, yo, can we work together? Cool, yeah, I think we should set up a meeting, I think we could do a lot of cool stuff together. All right, sweet, let's do it. You link up, you meet, you sit down. Now this is your first time getting to meet this person. So when you're sitting down talking to them, you know, you're, you're kind of extending that hand of what do you do? Like how, 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 how long have you been a part of this company? You're really developed. Ask the questions, ask questions that are going to help you understand how to play a part in their life. Ask the right questions. And those questions really are on a case to case basis, but understand who, who is this person? How, what is their role in the company? What have they done before? Let's, I, I do video primarily, um, directing and creating videos and a lot of photography randomly too. So, in this case, I say they want me for video. Sweet. All right, cool. Have they done and experimented with the types of videos that I make? Have they done that? This is part of the research you should do prior, but it's also okay to ask these questions. Um, and to understand, like, where do I fit in, in in your world? And how can I impress you with what I'm able to do or capable of doing that maybe you don't have already? I don't know. I've, I've always... It's such an interesting way to look at it because I feel like whenever I'm in not just a meeting, but like bumping into someone and having a casual conversation and really starting to kind of like, you know, you meet this person that maybe you looked up to, or maybe it's a company you would like to work with someday, or it's a celebrity or it's an artist, or it's a local person that owns a bunch of bars. You know what I mean? Whatever it is, um, in those, I've said it a million times on this podcast, but in those, in those cases where I get into a conversation with someone, I always try to find a way to relate what we're talking to, to something maybe I've done. Or when they say like, oh, I'm really interested in this, or I, I feel like this is where we're going in the next five years. And I can say, oh yeah, that's cool that you're going that way because I just did this with this person and I'm able to like quickly reference a video or I'm quickly able to just tell a story about an experience that we've had prior uh, that could make them look at me like, oh, shit, well, you might be the person I should work with on this topic, if that makes sense, if it makes sense. I'm like, I always try to prove that I'm capable of doing more than what they know of within those first few minutes of getting to know you. Because the problem is, this is honestly the biggest problem, is that when you go to sit down with someone, you that's your time to explain who you are and all the shit that you've done your whole life that makes you capable of fulfilling, uh, you know, the duties of whatever they may need. And, and you may have experience, you know, say I go sit down with someone for, for a, a wedding video. Let's say it's a wedding video. Cool. You want me to shoot your wedding? All right, bet. We're going to meet for coffee. We'll talk about all your goals, what you want, yada, yada. Cool, cool, cool. And uh, in that conversation, say the person getting married also is a marketing person and, and specializes in social media for a chain of local restaurants in your town. Sweet. So I can impress them with the video, the wedding video, right? Now, how do I turn that into multiple jobs through this client? By First, my job is to impress them and make sure that they have a video for their wedding that they're going to love forever, right? Cool. But now, is there a way that I could also tell them like, hey, I have a lot of experience in creating digital campaigns. Maybe there's ways that I could explain how through past experiences, I was also able to achieve high results with my content um, that may fit the same thing for you because you own the company that specializes in social media for all these restaurants, whatever. It, I, I, I do it all by like reference of these random, random like scenarios. But I do think there's something about kind of understanding your surroundings and figuring out how to implement who you are and, and prove 
what you're capable of doing. And the hardest thing to do is that within such a limited amount of time. So when you do have the one-on-one sit downs, it is important to um, get to the point and we know what we're here for. We need to, we're going to talk about what you want and what you need. And I'm going to tell you, I can deliver on that, but there is something about kind of explaining who you are and how you can go above and beyond, or maybe there's more to you that they don't know. How do you teach that? How can you explain that to them without, you know, having to pre-record a podcast for three hours where you say, I did this and then I did this and then I did this because no one's going to listen to that. But there are those situations where you'll be in there, you'll have a conversation and and something can come from that. You could literally say, yo, uh, I, I have a ton of experience in photography. I know you hired me for for the video side of things, but uh, it could be cool for your t-shirt company if I shoot the, the photos of your, your new clothing line. Um, I can do the videos as well, but honestly, I had this idea that's cool for photography where we could do this thing with mannequins and lights and broken glass. And I think it would look really epic on your web store. And you look at that and you're like, oh shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's great. So now they just put two budgets that they may have had in your pocket when they only came to you for one. So it is really important to be able to try to understand what they want, but also explain to them the best you can, uh, all the, roles that you can play and fulfill for them because they may only know you for one thing and that's that can be problematic sometimes it's good get the job but there is more that you're capable of doing that they don't know so how they ever going to know if you don't tell them so yeah there's that but also i think one of my favorite things when i do in meetings is when we sit down um i like to kind of through stories explain to them um new ways of pushing boundaries so I may meet with someone and we're talking about documentaries and they want to do a documentary. Cool. Um, but maybe there's something new I've been wanting to mess around with, or maybe I tested this idea on a smaller project, but I think it could be really good for a documentary. So I could bring that up and show examples. And that's the best thing is that's, that's why a lot of people bring their computers, their iPads, whatever to uh, meetings, because being able to reference things on, on the spot is so key in, explaining to them or giving them a visualizer of what you're talking about because that's what's going to hook them and draw them into you is the fact that you've gone above and beyond to already have references or or you could quickly reference certain things that you're talking about so that I can get an idea of what it is and that's kind of why I guess it's kind of funny because I always be like man slideshows are lame as hell or uh presentation videos <laughs> or whatever like when when you come and everyone's sitting around some board boardroom table and they pull it up and they go through those, those decks but as I've grown Decks are some of the most important things because if you're coming in dial with a real plan of how you want to pitch your idea, having all the content to go along with it for someone who might not have the vision, the same vision as you, there's people that just pay money for content and they cannot see the creative vision and that's not their fault. That's just how it is, but they're the ones that have the ability to write the check. So you need to do whatever you can to explain that to them. So in that case, if I'm if I'm saying like I think that it'd be great to tell the documentary where we tell your story from start to finish, cool, typical. But what if we told the story through uh, uh, seeing you, a young version of you? We hire an actor and we do all this stuff, and you start pitching them on something that's different than what they imagined or different than what they may have uh, came through, and they may shoot it down. They may not like it. But the fact the fact that you've gone above and beyond to actually. Uh, come up with something that could be better or add value to what their project is, is just, 
I think that that's something a lot of people can almost, they look at it like, all right, this person really, really a is a, is a real creative. They really want to make stuff. That's what they want to do for a living. They want to do it so much that they're coming to me with new ideas and they want to test those ideas on me. They want to go above and beyond and take what I had and add three more scoops of ice cream to it just to make this thing fucking fat and awesome. You know what I mean? That, that just tells a lot about you as a creative. And I think that that goes a long way, um, in those meetings because those people are going to walk away inspired. That's what you hope to do. You hope to make them feel like you're the illest thing that's ever walked this earth. And that if they go with someone else, they're missing out. Like that's, that's what you want to do. That should be your objective when you sit down and have these conversations is making them understand that you're that person. You're the person that they need. That's going to bring all the heat and make them stand out to whoever they're trying to put that content out to the world. And that goes for businesses. It goes for artists. It goes for anything. Even that, even getting a job, it's the same approach for getting a job. Like people, you, I remember the last time I got a job, <laughs> like a real job was, uh, was working valet at a event center. I drove cars and I remember filling out the resume and I had to put like my past jobs, my schooling experience or whatever. And then you submit it and then they just read that shit. And that's that. Now my homies homie was the person that was hiring us. So I don't even think he looked at my resume, but in the case where you are going, you're banking on someone seeing your resume and being impressed. That's why people go above and beyond to create the illest design or the cleanest look and spend the mo most money on the, the best paper, the thickness of the paper and make this shit really stick out. Like you really care about getting this job so much so that you bought this specific binder that looks really expensive with like fucking some dope leather shit or whatever and and made that stick out in the pile of all the other papers that everyone submitted for this job you know what i mean and to go above and beyond and say like here's some images and things i could bring to the table and all this shit like that just that adds so much value but i think that that's that's one of the biggest things that i could give advice to you today i know i'm just kind of just like rambling and coming up with some shit on on the fly um, but I think that it is, it is so effective to prove your value through conversation and explain more, what more can we do? And not, this is great for you to show them initiative, but also this is great for you. Uh, me and Darren were, um, talking earlier and about one of his clients he's working with. And, uh, he, he had said something about how he shot one video. So now it's like, all right, cool. You shot one video for this client. Now, how do we turn that into, I can continue to work for you beyond just this one project. They may not be thinking of that. By you pitching like, hey, it'd be cool if I pulled up and I shot this video of you uh, playing football. He was filming someone play football. All right, cool. Film them, play football. That's it. They put the video out. The job is done. Swag. All right, so now the next conversation is because you want to continue to work with these people, but you also want to find consistent revenue. So when you talk to these people, it's like, how do you tell them um, you get them excited about something. So in that conversation, but like, yo, I can come do that same thing for you again. Sweet. I love that. I already loved it so much. Yes, let's do it. But also what if we turn this into a three week, uh, series and we did a whole video about blah, 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 how you throw footballs good and shit. And then you turn it into like this whole thing that goes beyond it. And now maybe there's a budget there. Oh, that's great because I have a fucking sponsor from blah, blah, blah. And they want to, they want to get behind me making some content. So this could actually work well and we could actually get a bigger budget for it. And now guess what you just did? Got more money and that's fire. 
But all, I mean, in every conversation, you just kind of poking out and positioning yourself to say, I can do a lot of awesome stuff. And I think for what you're doing and what you want to do and what you guys are looking to do as a business or as an entity or whatever, what your, your goals are, I get behind that and I want to elevate that more. I want to bring that shit to a whole new height with my content experience and the way I create and yada, yada. I want to elevate what you guys are doing at this company. And I think I can do that. I think I can do that by doing this, by doing this, by doing this. My homie does this. We could bring that person in. We could bring her in. She does graphic design. So now we can get this on top of this. And then you just keep talking about all this shit and the access you have. Why would they go anywhere else? You know what I mean? And, and now you just inspire them to, to spend more money potentially or invest more into you and your connections and your capabilities uh, versus another person who's just going to come through and do X. Yeah, I can. Do, I shoot videos. I'll just shoot the video. I have no other opinion. I'm not going to tell you about any other ideas I have. I don't think about shit all the time and think it would be cool to experience that with someone else. You know what I mean? So I don't know. I think that that's just like it's a solid move right there. What else did he say? He said, how do you handle the negotiation? Key. All right, questions. How do you handle the negotiation in this scenario where maybe you've gone, you've shot the shit, you got, they, they explain to you, yeah, look, we're ready. To, we want to do this type of video um, or we want to sh- do this photo shoot, whatever you do as a creative, just tie it to, you, to what you do. But um, how, do I, how do I have a productive conversation where we're excited and then talk to them about money? Because money is the fucking weirdest shit to talk to someone about, especially in our creative field, because for some fucking reason, we think we should do this shit pro bono our whole lives. It is a freelancer's mission to give the most free work ever, (laughs) forever. (laughs) We just aren't supposed to never make money, and that is fucking crazy to me. Uh, But it, 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 it makes it uncomfortable to talk about this shit because you walk into a store and someone's going to tell you that the Dre by Beats headphones are $300 and that's it. That's all I have to say. This is what it does. This is why it, this is going to be the illest thing you could ever own for headphones. And this is why they're $300. And so you can't just be like, well, that's cool, but I'd love to get them for 150 Well, sir, you're going to have to get that used off of eBay from someone who probably shit on them because they're never going to be 150 And then you make the choice. Do I buy it or do I not buy it? But when we're in creative positions and people want to hire us to do different content for them, if you just tell someone, I do this for $1,000, then and then they come to you and they're like, well, I don't want to spend $1,000. Okay, I'll do it for $800. All right, I'll do it for $500. All right, I'll do it for $200. The next thing you know, you're doing it for free. It's weird how that's part of this, this uh, creative thing that we're in. It's so weird that we're always tied to that, but it, that makes it extremely uncomfortable, especially when you're in person. You always try to do that shit later. <laughs> you always want to do it on email too, so you can just craft the most beautiful message that really sells your shit. But on the fly, if someone sits there and they're like, all right, so what's the next steps? Cool, I want to do this video with you that you just pitched me on, or, or we need to make these Instagram videos, or we need to, whatever it is that they want to do. We want to make a commercial, cool. What's the next steps? Well, um, I mean, the next steps that I would ask, and we talk about this in the How to Charge a Client Guide is, well, first and foremost, what's your budget? Do you even have a budget? Do you know what this costs? Do they, do they know that? And, not, and you can tell as you're having a conversation with this person, you can get an idea if they know or have purchased similar products like this in the past so they kind of have an idea of what they want to spend. Um, but asking that question is totally fine. And usually they'll tell you like, well, shit, I don't really know. Like, what do you, what do you charge? 
And then you have the option to then say, I charge a flat rate for this type of video. And you could just say that, or you could always just say, well, it just depends on what the final thing is. We just kind of started touching the surface on what this project may look like. So I'm going to have to think on it a little bit more, put some crunch, some numbers or whatever. I can get back to you. So you could, you could do it multiple different ways. If you really want to do the, the final number on through email, just so you can kind of outline everything you can do that. But some people are okay to just hear a price and, and it's up to you too. Honestly, sometimes stalling could make the money never come because you've given them time to walk away and think of other shit or maybe meet with another potential person that they could hire and and you could lose the job that way. So when you sit down and they start talking about money, really just hopefully you've came into it understanding your value and through conversation, when they explain the process of it, you can do like an initial estimate and give that to them. Even just an estimate's fine. Well, it sounds cool. I think that what we're going to need is uh, I'll need to hire this person to do sound and I need to hire this uh, person to do VFX, et cetera. Like, um, so it'll probably be around three grand to do this, whatever the fuck project it is. Um, but, but let me, you know, I'll, I'll circle back with you when I get home. It should be around there a little, little more maybe, but probably around that price range. And those people can get an idea of what you're talking about. So then you'll be able to know right there, you're going to see their face and the reaction to that number to understand if that's close to what they are, but stick to your guns. You know what I mean? Stick to your guns because you are Dre by Beats, okay? That that headphone price is valued at that because you're the shit at what you do. So you stick to that price in that moment. And then um, through that conversation, if you can kind of tell that they feel like they might not be down to spend that much money, and if you can even ask questions that could get them to tell you the price that they may be willing to spend, um, that can help for you to really understand like, all right, cool, maybe they definitely don't, have three grand maybe they only have like 1500 all right cool so now it's up to you to decide when you go home like do i want to lower this price so i can get them as a client or do i stick to it and i've had situations where you know there's people that ask me to do some shit and i i hit them with the high number and they were like oh shit we don't have that you know we don't have that and luckily i put myself in situations where or and i have the ability to say no to work now and I purpose, purposely take jobs that will give me enough money so I can like survive and then I can pick jobs that I like. And in that in this one specific situation, I don't really it wasn't like something that was going to like change my life or make me feel like satisfied and happy creatively. Um and it sounded like a lot of work for something some shit I wasn't about really. And I was like I could do it, but it's going to cost you a premium and here's the premium. And for them they're like, "Oh shit, well we don't really have the money." Um, is there anything we could do? Could we shave off a day? Could we do all this stuff? Which, which that's just part of producing. And all right, cool. What, what are we trying to get to? But when it came down to, I'm like, it's going to be easier for you. Just tell me the total amount of money you want to spend and let me go from there. And if I can make it work, I can make it work. If I can't, I can't. And they told me, and the price was so low that I was like, yo, it is what it is. Can't do it for you. And I, I, you know, when you guys grow, when you get more money, holler at me. And they're like, oh, cool. Like they totally respected and they walked away. And I'm glad I didn't do that because I would have worked the same amount of days. I would have worked the same amount of time for that job for, uh, um, that I was gonna, that I asked for my fee for a fee that was like one fourth of that. And I would have been miserable. You know what I mean? Like you can do it when you need to do it, but if you have the ability not to, it's cool. But I think that you just, you just have to be confident with who you are what you're capable of doing and what you're going to bring to the table. And in a lot of times they may not know. And to do that, 
you may have to do some pro bono work. And we've all done that shit. We've all talked about this shit. It's okay to go out and work for free. It's okay to go out and work for a fucking one-fourth the fee or whatever just to prove your value. In that case, I could have gone and said, all right, cool. Let me do it for this rate. Um, I'll come out, do it for the one-fourth the price. And as you guys grow, my rate will go back up to what it's supposed to be. And we may make a deal. Any future content that you guys make moving forward will be done with me at my full price. All right, cool. Yeah, yeah whatever. Like, you know what I mean? You can try to like position yourself in whatever way you can, but however it takes for them to see what you're capable of doing and then make sure you're in a position to sell yourself uh, when the time comes that they can afford it or just give them a taste and let them know this is what it is. You get me. I'm dope. What we put together for you is amazing. You want to do it again. You have to pay for the full price. That was like a favorable introduction price or uh, an opportunity for you to kind of get get an idea of what I do. And uh, I don't know. I've done it tons of times. Like uh, I just did a job with um, Angie Martinez uh, for Brianna Taylor's mom. She interviewed Brianna's Taylor, Brianna Taylor's mom and they needed someone to edit the video like last minute because the edit they had she wasn't feeling it whatever and she was struggling it was like 11 p.m or 10 p.m or whatever and needed to come out at 8 a.m i worked all night long on that and then at the end of the day i told her no dice like don't pay me this is my contribution to the cause or whatever to get brian taylor's mother's word out there but don't pay me um but like now you know that i'm someone that you would want to work with so think about me in the future. And right and without me even saying that, I just said, hey, don't worry about it. Like, don't pay me for this job. Uh, happy to do it, et cetera, whatever, um, for, for the cost. And her response was like, oh, oh, I need it. Like, let me know what your rate is for future jobs when I have money I can to buy, pay for you. I'm, I would love to bring you on on future work. And then that started the relationship. You know what I mean? So now I'm in that person's corner and she'll think about me. And, and all it took was a little bit of, I'll be there. I was ready to do it. I did it within the crunch time that needed to be there. I did it at a high level and got the job done with whatever circumstances we were given. And now she knows about me. And she didn't know about me before that, but I came through in the clutch and I did it. And on top of it, the cherry on top of it was I took no payment from her. You know what I mean? I wasn't like, yeah, I need money. I need, it was, oh, well, since it was so last minute, I needed to overcharge you, blah, blah, blah. But I just took the L on that shit and, and it goes a long way. And I think that that, I don't know. I think that helps. And, and it's just important to know when and where. And I think my career wouldn't be what it is if I didn't take all of the L's on so many jobs that I got paid dog shit or nothing at all. And you guys, I'm a broken record when I talk about that shit. It's ha it happened for a long time before I ever did jobs where I could be uh, able to sell myself and get paid what I deserved. And that came from having done a lot of work that built up my resume and build up my flex power or whatever to fight for those rates. Uh, and it's as simple as that. So, um, you know, it's just kind of up to you and where you're at in your position, but I'm a big, big champion for, uh, whatever, you know, the internships and the, uh, following a mentor, investing in that is super key. And like, for real, I wouldn't be where I am today if I didn't, if I didn't, uh, spend my own money to live in LA and drive over to the va or from the Valley to mid Wilshire to be around Andrew every day and get an opportunity to edit be with him. And, and then that shit turned into Chris Brown's doc. So, you know what I mean? There's so much value in, in that type of shit, but, um, and I still do it today. I think, I hope, hopefully, 
I answered some of your questions. I know this is a, you know, days out of town and I still wanted to get an episode up. So, um, I just did this dolo and we've, we've really picked like a, a nice groove for these episodes and, and are starting to make them really constructive. And then for this one, I completely untied that and just was like, I'm going to freestyle it and see how that shit goes. So hopefully this was cool. <laughs> I hope this helped. I love the idea. It would be cool to do like a, a series of, um, scenarios where we like, that's what I really wanted to do is have Dave be the client and me be the creative and then have the conversation between us. Maybe we'll, we'll do that again in the future, but for now I think this is cool and, and I hope that it helps and shout out to Terrence again for, uh, for asking the question. Hopefully it helps. And, um, I would be curious to know from y'all if you want to DM us this on Instagram or text us or whatever. Um, I'd be curious to hear how you guys deal with your experiences. Um, meeting with clients. What do you, what do you do in those situations and what has worked for you? Um, also presentation, having, I, I, I talk about this all the time cause I'm, I, I had one time where I went in for, uh, there was a client, they wanted to hire me and they, they were like a bigger production company. They did like educational videos and I had a friend that worked for them and she recommended me to, to, uh, DP, um, a series for them. They want to hire someone specific to just do the entire series for their new course or whatever. And, uh, I came in, they, they liked my work. I came in for the meeting and I remember coming in so goddamn casual because at this time I was like, yeah, it sounds cool. And it was like guaranteed two months of work or something. And I was like, I have a lot of jobs going on right now. So I don't even know if I could take that on, but it does sound cool. And it'd be good to meet these people and build a relationship. So whatever. So I came in, um, and they wanted me to come in for a meeting. If the meeting went well, I would go do a test shoot If the test shoot, which they were going to pay me for If the test shoot went well, then they'd probably hire me. And they were going to do that with a couple other DPs or whatever. And so I came into this meeting. I swear to God, I came in on my scooter. I had like an electric scooter. I remember pulling up in a pink hoodie and black sweatpants, super casual hoodie up and sat down at this fucking boardroom table and everyone was there. And so they're introducing me to the team, asking me questions. I was so confident in myself that, um, I didn't even think about my, the way I looked, which if I think about it now, there is something like I do get turned off on poor presentation or people asking questions without, you know, properly introducing themselves or, or whatever, like, or if you hire someone to come to set and they dress up like a goon and you're like, yo, this is supposed to be, you're supposed to be low key and be in the background and all black and blah, 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 blah. Like I do think about that now, but it's funny that in that scenario, like they wanted me to come in. I, I, I just felt like this is who I am and you already like me. So I'm going to come in and I did it. And when I left, uh, I think Lauren, my girl was like, you wore that shit to a interview? And I'm like, yeah, but it wasn't like an interview. It was just like them hanging out with me and us talking and figuring out like <laughs> if I was capable of doing this shit. And, uh, and she made a comment about like how I shouldn't have done that. And I, you know I mean? Like she, everyone, my mom too, my mom's always like, you gotta buy nicer clothes and go to these places, look more presentable and all this shit. And I never think about it. And they end up calling me and were like, yo, we loved you and we want you to do it. Can you do the test shoot? Whatever. I did a test shoot. They loved me for that. They wanted to book me for two months straight, but they didn't want me to take any other client job client job. So I told him no, because I didn't want to, that just wasn't like, I, I would rather fuck around more. It didn't, it just didn't work out. But 
the thing was is that they said they liked me. And then when I was talking to my homie that worked there, I was like, oh, cool. Like, tell me more about it. She's like, yeah, well, at first they were like really turned off by the way you were dressed. They didn't know why you were <laughs> wearing a, you look like you just woke up and came there. And, uh, but then you just said a bunch of the shit that made the most sense to them that made you more, um, capable of doing the job than anyone else. And so that saved me. So being able to talk the talk and, and, and really have the conversations that sold me as a creative and, and, and reassured that I knew what the fuck I was talking about or pitched them on shit, pitched them on shit on the fly that they might not have been thinking about that saved me from my fucking horrendous outfit that I was wearing that day. Uh, and, and that shit didn't work. So if I were to do it again, I always talk about like, it doesn't matter. I showed up in fucking hoodies and sweatpants. I'm the shit. I can do a job. They're going to hire me. If they want me, they'll want me. If they don't, they don't. It is what it is. But there is something about, and now the more I've grown, the more I think about it, that it probably would have just been easier for me to show up in black jeans and a black shirt versus show up in a hoodie and sweatpants, like in fucking slides or whatever. Uh, it probably would have been easier for me then. It would have been easier for me to have a conversation and for them to not have something negative already on my name uh, in that case. So if, if you're going to a meeting, try to be presentable in, in the best way that you can. It is important, I guess. They teach you that shit in school. It would have been easier for me to get the job. I got it anyway because I'm fucking fire at what I do. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I just I always laugh about that shit because I can't believe I just showed up like that. Uh, damn, that was probably the same way I met Beyonce, too. I showed up to that not knowing I was shooting for her and I was, but I think at that time I was smarter and I wore like jeans and a black hoodie. So it was still like set approved. Uh, you know what I mean? Instead of me just wearing bright neon colors and looking like a bum. Anyway, that's cool. Uh, I'd love to hear from y'all. Let us know what you like. Shoot us an Instagram DM and, and tell us what's up. Um, with your you know your takeaways from this episode hopefully it helped you uh at black window cream do that shit if you want to text a black window cream member and oh my god i'm like choking i need water <coughs> rum pum rum pum pum if you want to text the black window cream number and say what's up you should do that 319-209-9041 the link to the number and the number is in the description so you can click that shit it'll load up uh, my contact way easier for you and uh, don't forget to enter the contest you only have a few days left so make sure you enter submit the illest edit and win the bag. All right. Shout out to Epidemic again for putting this one together. New episodes every single Wednesday and Sunday. I'll see you in a few days. You 